Good morning, Rabbi. Good morning, Joe. I have, from time to time, heard you use the term naked religion. I would love to know more about what your vision for those words is. So I'm asking you to get naked with me. It's neat because we are on Zoom. And what I've learned is a lot of people attend meetings dressed from the top up. And that's a running <laughs> joke on Zoom. So you have to be careful. Sure. The best book that I have ever read on Judaism is called Naked Buddhism. And at first blush, you might say, wait a minute, the best book about Judaism? Isn't that a book about Buddhism? It is. The author's premise, however, is that we have put clothes on all our religions over time. And sometimes the clothes are so big and bulky that we have no idea or we have lost the original teachings. And so the author then takes Buddhism going back through the centuries and just peels back, takes off the winter jacket, the overcoat, the galoshes, the shirts, the thermal underwear, until you have the teachings of the Buddha. And, and I read that, I was thinking, wait a minute, that's a great model, not just for Judaism, but for all religions. Because too often we think that the latest pronouncement, what I just heard on the radio, or my local pastor or rabbi or priest, I take what they're saying as if it's always been that way and as if it has to be that way. And so using this process, well, let's take a look at Judaism, Christianity, Hindu. We can take any religion and we can then sit back <clears throat> and say, or look at or wanna find out what are the teachings and what are the rituals? And when were they added? And why were they added? And exactly. <clears throat> and why were they added? Because in the Roman Catholic Church, I remember having to, not to date myself completely, when the masses were said all in Latin. Then the mass started to be said in English, and the priest turned around so that his back was not always to the congregation. And there were other changes, but all these were just attempts to improve the experience for everyone, weren't they? Don't most faiths try to improve uh, their, the experience of the people coming to their services? That's a cultural, to keep us current. I don't think it gets at the basic about a naked religion, about what we're teaching, what it's about. As an example, we have five prayers in Judaism that are called the Kaddish. The word Kaddash means holy, sacred. So we have five versions for different, different places. One of them has now, is now called Mourner's Kaddish. Its real name or technical name is Orphan's Kaddish, not Mourner's. When it was first instituted, the rabbis objected to it because they thought it was superstitious. It created a theology or philosophy about life after death or heaven or hell or redemption. It, the rabbis thought, but individuals, congregants wanted it, so it stayed. The Lachado D, 
inst was instituted by the mystics. And again, the rabbis resisted it because the idea of a Sabbath bride coming into your home was too magical, mystical, mad. I don't know what they thought, but again, they tried to stop it and it stayed in. So we have that component of culture and time of how do I relate and what do I want to hear? How do we distinguish between the ceremony? I've heard you say, and I agree with you, that many times people come to services, they, they read the words out of the book, and then they go home and they do whatever they want to do. Uh, they don't carry the lessons with them. Is that part of what you're talking about? It is, but more important, I think, and what I got from the book is promoting beliefs and theology that weren't there. What, what are the original teachings? What did the Buddha teach? What did Jesus teach? What do we have in Judaism for the 613 commandments? How is it God wants us to act? And too often, the so I said about the Kaddish and Lachadodi in Latin and English, that's that doesn't change anything because they were already there. The question is, I'm adding something about beliefs, about the teaching that isn't there at all, but it suits my political career or it suits on the pulpit. I'll get people to listen or follow me. And I start introducing things. And as I introduce them, we sit there, we'll listen. It's the clergy saying it. So it must have been what Moses taught. It must have been what Jesus taught. It must have been what Muhammad taught. And if we look at it and we stop for a moment to go, wait a minute, where did it, the basic teachings teach to do awful things to other people? I mean, we have a coin. On one side, do unto others as you would have others do unto you. The other side, that which is hateful to you, do not do to others. Okay, one coin, two expressions. So we're talking about things like the Crusades and uh, banishments and, and religious wars. When, when did our religions tell us to kill, destroy, maim and mutilate other people? When did our religions tell us to take advantage of the homeless and the poor? And as we take the clothes off, we get back to Turn the other cheek, walk the extra mile, take care of the orphan, take care of the veteran, take care of those who, for whatever circumstances, are having trouble taking care of themselves. And for reasons other than the religion, we added on and turned these things around, and then we turn against each other, and then we can use it as a, as a weapon. Show me the difference, basic, the naked religion, the naked Judaism, naked Islam, naked Christianity, and show me a naked Protestant, and show me the difference. What is the difference? Do I stand and sit? When you baptize, do you dip or sprinkle? What's the difference? And as you go back, you see that many of these were added for power and control. 
they're not in the religion. The John the baptizer followed the Jewish tradition of the mikvah, which is the ritual bath. And we have found in biblical Israel, the mikvah, we found them. Archaeologists have found them all over Israel that for the Hebrews, going in the water and coming out, a cleansing process. It's spiritual and physical. Okay. So we change it to dripping or sprinkling, whatever we may do, as opposed to total immersion. It's the same process because we, the naked religion says, look at why we're doing it. What is the si spiritual significance? So we're, what, what do we do to get back to that? How do we take our clothes off, as, as you say? I think we have to ask our clergy. And if they're uncomfortable, it's time to find another clergy. And we, every so often we have, give me that old time religion. We have that great spiritual hymn. Give me that old time religion. Let's go back to the basic teachings. And I think that's very significant. Let's go back. Let's open up our sacred books. And that's what the naked Buddhism does. The author goes back to Buddha's basic teachings, not to what someone said that someone said that someone said about, not at the third council of, of whatever in 1412. No, we're not gonna go there. We're going to keep going back. We're going to open up the book. And rather than approaching the text with my preconceived notions, I'm gonna let the document speak to me. One of my favorite passages, Goats and Sheep. How do I know that you love me? By the way you treat the least among us. That's a, that, they can't get more basic because that's a quote. That would be a, a way to start. Let's open up the book and look at that, but not what someone said two weeks ago or not when someone said in 1840 and not dress like someone from the fourth century. No, let, that's dressing. No, let's pull it aside. <clears throat> let's have a conversation. When was it said? Who said it? Who was being addressed? What is the context? And then we can have a naked religion. So you're suggesting that we need to challenge uh, authority and think for ourselves. We've, we've devolved in our original thinking in, in our religions, whatever they are. And now we have to re-evolve back to the fundamentals. And the fundamentals refer to the basic teachings. And then we wanna say, do the clothes help me? Do they enhance it? Do they allow me to live the religion? And they make me comfortable so I can do these things. And that would be our ultimate goal and not focus on the clothes. Well, I'm going to take off my clothes right now and go outside and enjoy the sunny day with the understanding that you have to come bail me out. Well, thank you very much, Rabbi. Uh, as always, it's been fun. <laughs> You're very welcome, Joe.